Broken trust can be healed, but it's not just time that's going to heal it. You need clear guidance about what to do and what not to do. I'm Jeff Stewart, licensed marriage and family therapist, and I've developed a free video course called The First Steps to Rebuilding Trust. This course will show you what's needed to begin healing after betrayal. I offer guidance for the betrayed partner as well as the partner who broke the trust. You can access it for free right now by clicking the link in the show notes. I'm Jeff Stewart, licensed marriage and family therapist, and I want to welcome you to my podcast, From Crisis to Connection. Each week on this podcast, my guests and I will give you and your loved ones resources and tools to heal from the crises of infidelity, pornography, abusive behaviors, and betrayal trauma. But we also talk about how to build and maintain healthy connection in your most important relationships. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we're going to talk about breathwork. And this is specifically called the Revelation Breathwork. This is a different type of breathwork than even I was familiar with. I originally thought this was something, you know, related to mindfulness meditation where you breathe for relaxation and calming. And my guest today is Roxanne Kennedy Granada. She's actually a former guest on this podcast. I had her on a long time ago, and she is now doing her own podcast, Choose In is the name of her podcast. And she is a betrayal trauma coach and motivational speaker, workshop leader, retreat leader. And she just does a lot of great work out there. She's done so much training and work and, and her own counseling and all kinds of stuff to be in a healthy place to help women. And I have a lot of respect for her and the work that she does. But she's recently, in the last year or two, been studying breath work and a different type of breath work than just the breathing, relaxing, mindfulness stuff that I'm more familiar with. And so I brought my wife on, Jody, uh, as a co-host again today to talk with Roxanne about Revelation Breathwork and this deeper form of breathing to really help you get unstuck from some of your shadow parts, some of your maybe blind spots to do deeper grief work. And it's a lot different than what I thought it was going to be. And we, we dive into this discussion and learn a lot from Roxanne about some of these methods. And she's got some resources available on her website to help guide you through this. And what I love about it the most, and I, I talk about this in the podcast, is that there are just so many ways of healing that I think we don't even understand. There are just so many different ways that sometimes feel unconventional or that might be a little bit outside the, the lines of maybe what we were raised thinking would be helpful. You know, I feel like, well, anything other than just talking through it is going to help or let's, or, you know, we have to do these traditional methods of healing or some people it's like, let's just take a pill and feel better. I think that there are so many ways to heal that we don't even fully understand. And I think breathwork, the way Roxanne works with it and talks about it, is just one thing that can be very helpful. And I, I mostly just want to say as you're listening to this, if you're curious about it, look into it more. If it's something that you're not ready for, or you're not interested in, that's okay. I don't believe for one minute that there's one correct way to do this, to heal from trauma, to heal from addiction and, and other types of issues. You have to be clear about what you need and what feels right to you. And so I'm just introducing you to more people and resources to help you expand your healing repertoire. I, I believe that we all need lots of different options to heal. And so I'm really grateful for Roxanne being willing to come on here and talk about this. I've spoken at Roxanne's retreats. I've collaborated with her before on her podcast as well. And I, she's someone I respect. And I think that she's a really sensible and balanced person. And she's someone that I 
I think does a lot of good for a lot of people. And so I'm excited to introduce you to this conversation that we have with her about breathwork and some of the possibilities that it might open up for you. So let's jump right into my interview with Roxanne Kennedy Granada. Welcome to the podcast, Roxanne. It's great to have you back. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you were one of our early guests on the podcast, so it's fun to circle back with you. Yeah, and you were my the host of my very first podcast I was on. So, oh wow, yeah, I know the very first one launching my book way back in 2018. <laughs> and now you're oh a podcaster and yeah, blowing up the world. So I love it. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Well, today we're going to talk about breath work. I mean, I learned recently that this is something you've been doing a lot of work in and had some formal training in it. And I know it's a part of your retreats that you do with with women. But for our audience and, and for us, I'd love to just know overall, what the heck is breath work, right? Like, let's talk about let's some basic definitions here. What is that? Yeah, really. Like, I had never heard of it either. And I was taking this course. It was a 16-week course. And she said, next time we're going to be taking you through this breath work session. I'm thinking, okay, well, I don't, I don't know what that is. But of course, I went for it. And it was so amazing. So basically, short version is that breath work is the idea of a different type of modality of healing where you are accessing deeper into your gut where your emotions are stored versus thinking through where your your head kind of creates the stories or all your thoughts for the day. So it takes you out of your head into your gut so that you can feel. Mm. And that's where all the release happens and the reason we do it. So breath work's kind of like a, a way to cleanse the body a tune-up, I guess, per se, where you're cleansing the mental part. Mm. And the breath is like the ladder that gets you kind of down deeper into that space that we like, we don't access that most of the time. Right. We don't. So you think about a toddler. So a toddler, like a two-year-old, and think about the way you see them. They're running around or talking to you, how they're breathing. They breathe, their belly comes out, right? So they're breathing in their belly, not in their chest. So that's how we came into this world breathing. And somehow along the way, we shifted that and now we breathe in our chest. You see people, if you were to do it right now, you would be like, (sighs) right? You'd breathe and it would go in your chest. Your chest and shoulders would move versus your belly. For me, that changed in elementary school. I, I created this belief. I heard something and I created this belief that we should always hold our stomach in at all times. Otherwise it hangs out. Right. So it's like a a body image belief that you should be skinny or whatever. And I had that, that was elementary school. I remember honestly walking through the lunch line on pizza day. That's the day I bought lunch there and thinking, oh no, my stomach's not pulled in. And I was probably like in fifth grade. So super sad, Mm, right? Yeah. So basically you are changing, you're learning how to breathe again. And by learning the correct way of breathing, it takes you to that place of deep, breath, deep belly, where you're activating the parasympathetic nervous system. That's your fight and fight and flight mode. That's where you have repressed memories or thoughts or feelings, kind of your subconscious. You're kind of activating that because without that, you are working from your conscious mind, which we know is not always the truth. It's made up based on our subconscious thoughts and feelings. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. Like to really switch out of I mean, I would just say autopilot probably, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. It takes you out of autopilot and it gets you into that thinking. When you breathe this way, so the idea of it is that you're breathing through your belly, not your 
not your nose, not these soft breaths where you're breathing through your chest. You, you start with your belly. And it is a combination, which we can talk about later, of breathing with your chest also, but it's mm-hmm. activating the belly. So during the process, the first little while you're still in your head, your, your thoughts go out of the way, you're thinking about things. But then after a few minutes, everything drops out of your head and you don't have thoughts there anymore. And so what happens in the reflective stage of the breath work is you can actually hear and feel what is what you need to know, what your next steps are, or releasing negative energy or whatever's happening. It's not coming from your head of knowing, it's coming from that really depth part of your soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Complicated, so, right? No, I love it. I love it. Not it's really, this, no. Yeah. It's, see, I mean, it, probably to do it, it, it probably... Seems- <laughs> Like it makes a lot of sense, but yeah, probably some hard work. So is this a practice that takes like a certain amount of time or is it very individual? How does it, how does it look for you? Okay. So it's basically an hour of time and you are listening to music. And so the person that is doing this session. So when I, when I learned about this, this was last year in April, I was taking the course in February. So April. And I started getting certified in May and fully certified in August. So from August till now, I am almost to 100 people that have gone through this process of doing these sessions. So it's really, really powerful. So to get to your question, the process of breath work is when you are taking somebody through it, or if let's say you're doing it, I would have, have you lay down on your mat. This can also be done online, in person, one-on-one, in groups, all different ways. So it doesn't matter. I did my first one online in my comfort of my own home. And since then, I've done lots of groups in person. So it's totally up to you. But you'll be laying there and I will take you, I'll teach you the breath. You're doing a breath through your mouth. So you're breathing only through your mouth and not your nose. And this is important because our nose breathing keeps us in a calm state. And we actually don't want to stay in the calm state. We want to get in that uncomfortable place. And so we have to stop breathing through our nose so that the oxygen doesn't just go in our head and make us feel safe and calm. So we breathe only through our mouth. So you're Hmm. breathing these breathing techniques through, you're breathing in through your mouth, out through your mouth, and you're doing your belly, then your chest, and then you're exhaling. And it's very uh, smooth. So it's very calm. So I'll teach you the breath and then I will say to you, okay, we're going to start breathing and it's belly, chest, exhale like that. And you just slowly get into it. We are doing this through a series of music. It can be any songs. It kind of takes the beat up, up, up so that you are getting faster and faster with each song on this breathing Mm. technique. So the pace of it is important and you get to decide. So the person doing it gets to decide how fast they want to go. The deeper they breathe, the deeper into that depth of what's holding them back is going to go. So in this, at the very beginning, you are setting an intention. Now, an intention is something that, why am I here today? What is it that's holding me back? Is there something holding me back? Do I have a question about something? It could be a question about work. It could be a question about trauma. It could be a, an overall peace and clarity feeling that you want. doesn't matter what you come with. You just think about what it is you want. I really need answers and where my next step is or what I'm supposed to do. That's all you have to do. And then you start the breathing. So as you're breathing, you're coming down into this place of your belly and things start getting a little uncomfortable. So it's, I know it's kind of strange, but 
you are basically getting super uncomfortable so that after you do the breathing, the act of breathing, you go into this state of peace. You start breathing through your nose again. And because you're down in that subconscious place, it opens up that, those feelings, that awareness, and you start knowing what your answers are. Wow. Okay. That's very different than, than, than what I thought it was. Mm -hmm. So for you, is this a daily practice? No, for me, I do it probably every few weeks. Okay. Some people do it once a week. I do it about every three weeks for myself. Clients do it sometimes once a month, sometimes okay. more. Okay. Because you described it like a cleanse. Oh. Like it's yeah. not it's not just like meditative breathing mm-hmm. or just kind of calming yourself, slowing yourself down. It's it's about kind of going into a deeper place that really isn't necessary every single day. It's no, it's not necessarily every single day, for sure. Once a week yeah. you could totally do it. If you want to stay active into moving forward in whatever it is, you could definitely do it once a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm curious if it's hard to learn because it's so, like you said, if somebody says, take a deep breath, I feel it in my chest and my shoulders raise. And, mm-hmm. and so is it, is it a challenge to get into the proper breathing? It's not a challenge because we started out so slow. Okay. Uh, there's things like your mouth gets dry because you're breathing only through your mouth. And we're talking the act of breathing is probably 30 minutes or so before okay. it goes into the calming part. And so, you know, you, you are definitely uncomfortable, but it's okay to breathe. It just takes a little practice, but that's why I'm there to basically tell you, okay, we're going to do it again. And so then when we, we do the next song, I'm like, okay, we're going to increase this 10%. I want you to breathe 10% deeper, 10% faster. And so then I will set the pace, belly, chest, exhale. And then as it goes along, probably about song number six is where it's super deep and it is belly, chest, exhale, like really fast. And what happens, your body starts going into this place. You might be buzzing all over, like your whole body, like, like it's like just vibrating to like the extreme, maybe your legs, your feet, your hands, everybody has a different experience. Uh, If you know what tetany is, I'm not a yoga person. So it's interesting that I, I do this, but I don't know yoga very well, but it's called tetany and it's where your hands might become clenched like a lobster claw. That's what they call it sometimes. And that's based on your breathing and your rhythm that you're doing. There's nothing wrong. It's just a little uncomfortable, but telling you that ahead of time, you are ready for it. You're like, okay, I might get this lobster claw thing. It's the same with your mouth. It might get really, really tight. Like it can't really move. That's okay. That's okay. It's just dropping you down into that lower nervous system. And that's where your work is going to be done. So when I say that, it's not scary and it's not painful. It's just different. It's just like, what am I doing? This is crazy. But there's something in you that says, stick with this because there's going to be amazing things that happen if you do. Wow. So where does breath work originate from? You know, I wish I, I mean, I did know that stuff, but I am so early into the process of this that when I learned that and I was certified, I took it over a few different time courses and they told me, but honestly, I don't know that stuff. I just know you get out of your head, you get into your gut. (laughs) That was all you needed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And I think if I was into yoga more, I would probably know some of these things but I actually don't. Mm. So is it an Eastern practice? Most likely, right? It Mm. sounds like it is. It's, it's comes from that line of yoga and things. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's so, that's so different than what I thought it was going to be too. What did you think it was going to be? 
Well, the kind of breathing practice that I, I mean, the kind of, I mean, we've done meditation. We've, you know, Jody's done way more than I have in terms of formal retreats and such, but it's more the nose breathing. It's more the calming breathing. It's more the, you know, and, I, and it's funny because I, I would have thought that I was breathing deeply. Like I would have, if you would have asked me, I would have been like, well, yeah, like I'm super still here for 20, 30 minutes and I'm breathing very deep. My body feels calm. I feel like I'm, you know, I, it's physiologically changing something for me. But what you're describing is it's very it's active, way more active mm-hmm. and way more uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. And totally. there's probably like a resistance. There's probably a resistance where, you know, when you're learning it, you probably need someone to like hold you in it because you'll probably bounce out of it because it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. And even now, still me, I love having somebody. I always listen to a guided one, whether I buy it online or whether it's one I've already done, one I've recorded personally. Mm -hmm. I want someone guiding me there so I'm not thinking about what I'm supposed to be doing. It keeps me on track. It reminds me to get out of my thoughts and back into my body. So it's super helpful to have somebody guide you through it. But your breathing is what's doing the work. Your breathing is the healing. I'm not doing any healing. I'm just guiding you to your breath. So your breath will do the healing. And yeah, it's totally different than meditative breathing, right? When you guys do that, when Mm -hmm. I've done that, that is to get me to a state of peace. It is to open my mind so that I can know what I'm supposed to do today. That's what I use it for. This is more of like, so, you know, shadow work, you have all these things that are deep, right? Whether it's trauma, addiction, or, or whatever that you've been through. And this is like going deep to uncover the shadows. This is like, I need to get out of my own way. So typically, mm. generally, almost everybody, not everybody, but almost will get to the point when I was talking about that kind of that sixth song where you're really in active breathing, you are crying your guts out. Like this is like, you know, the times that where you have been in your closet or wherever you've been, where you are crying from the depths, that's what happens. And so we're talking deep, we're not talking anything in our head at all. And it's like, they're crying, crying, crying. And then in the sixth song, you do a primal scream. And it's really interesting. Like everybody's screaming when you're in a group session, everybody is screaming as loud as they can as much as they can. And what it's doing is it's releasing the trapped energy. So again, that sounds so, scary, right? Oh, go ahead. So you may not even necessarily know what's bringing up this response because you said you're out of your head. It's just yeah. coming. You're just responding to what's in your body. Right. And you are so out of your head at this point that you're just following You're in tune with your body and you're allowing everything to be what it is. There's no right or wrong. So some people may not cry. That's okay. But they will have like really amazing insight, wisdom, revelation. They'll get what they need. Some people will. It's based on what your body feels comfortable allowing it to do, whether in a group or by yourself. So for me, my first session was online, like by myself, right? There was like 200 people in this class, but by ourselves doing this class, nobody could see me, nobody could hear me, but I could Mm -hmm. not scream at all. Like there was no way. And so for me, it showed me that I still had that blocked feeling of being seen and heard, of allowing myself to be free, of not being judged. And so as I have worked on that over the times, I can now scream, but it took me probably five times to be able to do it. And so everybody is just on their path trying to figure out why did I respond that way? Why did this happen to me? Uh, Some people start to fall asleep and we talk about that. Well, maybe it's because when something's coming up for them, 
they all of a sudden are like, I don't know if I want to go this route. I don't know if I want to feel this. And so your body will numb and it's like, oh, we're out. Like we are not doing this. Right. And then they would notice and have to get themselves back in with the breath. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it really is unlocking. It's unlocking a part of you that you wouldn't have access to just through thinking or even through talking about stuff. Like it, it really does unlock a part of you. And, and so do some people when they're doing this, do they become so dysregulated it's hard to, I mean, that's probably a fear for some people is that they might open up something they can't close. Oh, for sure. We always have that fear, especially with the unknown, when we're unsure what it is we're getting into, but our body will always keep us safe and we get to decide how far we push it. So if we don't want to uncover something yet and we're not ready, we will naturally stop ourselves to the point where we are open to healing that particular piece. And this doesn't always bring up like uh, an actual experience. You're not going to be there laying there in trauma, crying from the place of, of triggers. It's not that type. It's more of feelings. It's more of feelings like the feeling of unloved or not enough or painful experiences that brought some of these types of things into your life that come up and then you're crying them out, screaming them out, and then they're released. So you're just, it's just mm. trapped energy that's in there. But it is different, like what you were saying, Jeff, about therapy. I'm basically like, it's not talk therapy. It's mm-hmm. breathing therapy and it is super powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it sounds like a lot of grief work, a lot of just surrender work, a lot of like letting stuff go at a deeper level that where you think maybe you've let it go already. But like you said, there's this part that's not been unlocked that, mm-hmm. that is a th- more thorough cleansing. Yeah. It's like it's layers. Our healing comes mm-hmm. in layers. So even now, years out of my main trauma, I won't have that particular trauma come up, but I'll have the residual effects of it come up. Like the unfairness. How was this my life? My life is hard now because of these specific things, even though my life is also so great. Right. So it's mm-hmm. like things that are still in there, maybe causing me a little harm. You want to do this on a regular basis because we want to get in a place where we're actively living our life, not just this unconscious state of being where we're walking around, but our eyes are open, but we're asleep. So when we are noticing what came up for me, wow, I didn't know that was still in there, right? Or when we're holding on to regret or holding on to trauma in some way or holding on to what we've done, shame or grief or anything, when we hold that, that's what we're carrying around. So by breathing it and getting that kind of trapped energy out and moving, it releases it and we feel free. The majority of people after they're done, they're like, oh my goodness, I feel like a weight is lifted off me. I feel like ah, they're just breathing so clear and they just feel so good. And is this something that's set up then as a practice for a lot of the, I mean, you, you know, you teach us in your, your retreats. And so people are going and having like a very impersonal experience with some guidance and support is the expectation that they'll go home and do more of it? Do they, you know, take with them resources to practice it on their own? How does that usually look after this, usually the first experience? Yeah, I've never practiced it on my own before. I'm not saying that you can't. I just love the idea of not having to be in charge of it and just allowing myself to be in that moment. So the only thing they're right. going home with is that new clarity. And then as they as they are aware, they can start feeling like, oh, I feel this trapped energy. or I've been working on this particular thing in my therapy sessions, and now it's causing me harm. I can feel my false beliefs. I can feel a weight. You start feeling heavy. When you start doing it, you start noticing, 
I need it. It was the same how I felt when I started oh, wow. uh, tapering off of my weekly therapy and I started going like every two weeks or every three, every once in a while, I would be like, okay, I need another one. You start feeling it. Does that make yeah. sense? Right. So it's never, it's never done alone, just in your own head. There's always that guidance, but you're, what you're saying is that they, they, the idea is that when you feel that coming on and it's time to release and like unpack some of that stuff, then you would, you would seek the resources, the guided instruction or get together with a coach or someone to help you work through it. Yeah. That's typically the way it is. It is done, but Mm -hmm. you don't have to wait necessarily until you need it because of trauma. You can use it in a regular practice so that you stay clear so that you don't have to go into that depth of my life is so terrible. and I don't know what to do and I'm stuck. Right. Not waiting for like the excavation every (laughs) single time. It can be just Mm -hmm. staying in front of it, staying on top of it. And like you said, if it's layers then you're, you're accessing layers that clearly aren't available to your conscious mind, but still has tremendous benefit. Yeah. Right. Right. So let me explain to you what happens after so that you understand why we're even doing this. Okay. So you're starting out, right? You're doing this breathing and you're going through the songs and they're just incrementally getting faster. And then after you've done that scream song, there's one more song where you kind of are still in active breathing, but you're just allowing your body to like the buzzing to, it doesn't go away for a while, but to start letting down so you can kind of come back into that uh, normal breathing. Then we have these slower songs at the end, like three songs probably, and you're breathing through your nose and you're just calm. And this is where your intention that you set at the beginning starts coming into play. And so in these songs, you are not in your head at all. It's like you can't, it's really hard to get back in your head when you are out of it. And so it's like, you're super open to receive whatever message that you need. And so you will feel maybe an extreme amount of love. Maybe, maybe your self-worth is what you came for and you just can feel it. You can see it. You may see something. You may have experiences from the other side. You may have whatever your belief is in God, source, universe, nature, doesn't matter, but you will have these experiences where either people or things show up. People will see if they're, if they are more nature, they'll see that they're in this big garden or they'll see animals that represent what it's trying to teach them. If you are a believer in God, you may see heavenly beings or angels or someone who's crossed on the other side, like a parent, like my dad has shown up before he's on the other side and he'll tell me something, or you'll just see something like your higher self. The first time I did it, I saw me as my true soul self, which was so weird. I just, I know we talk about higher self, but that doesn't mean I know what it is. I haven't felt it. But for her to show up, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like, she's so beautiful. And then I was telling somebody that they're like, she's you, like she's you. And I'm like, she doesn't feel like me though. Cause she is, she knows who she is. She knows mm. what she wants. She's totally whole and I'm the one that's broken. Right. So, but she will come and share with me the, a message or it's just knowing it's just insight things will pop into your mind of what you know you need to do next or the overall peace and clarity or the wounds that you you want help with. That's kind of the idea. So that sounds weird probably or different, but that's really what it is. Everybody has their own experience. Now nah, we're pretty open-minded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Even no, I think there's all kinds of unconventional ways of healing. I don't, I don't yeah. believe that any one area has the corner on healing, right? I, I just believe that there are so many things. Our body is so incredibly like adaptive and there's so much we don't understand about these things. So I love learning about these things and experiences people have that leave them feeling more whole. I mean, 
who wouldn't want that? It's amazing. Right. Yeah. What were you going to say, Roxanne, younger people? Oh, just, yeah. Like it doesn't matter how old you are. I mean, I wouldn't do really young probably at this point, but I've had as young as 18 and they, I did a session with a few young single adults and they were like, at the end, they were just, oh my gosh, everybody needs to do this. I want to do this all the time. Like they just could not believe the clarity they felt and the love they felt for themselves. Like they just really, truly felt loved and it's powerful. It's just amazing. It doesn't matter how old you are. I just wanted to put that in there that it really makes a difference. Yeah. Wow. So do you guide classes online also, or do you only do in person? No, I do online. I do online too. And some people are are nervous about that. They're like, no, I think I'd rather be in person because I don't know that I'm going to get the same benefit. That's not necessarily true because it's energy. Okay. It's all just, you're there. I did a class with just two people. So she paid for a private session and she can invite a friend. So if somebody does a private session with me, they can invite one other person to be in that session with them. All of us were at different houses. We're all on Zoom. Okay. I'm leading this session. And at the end, her friend, he said... This is for men and women, right? So he said, he said, this was so amazing. It was like, here we are in different houses, but I felt like we were all together doing this together. Like we were very connected and it's powerful. So it doesn't matter where you are. So yes, I do online classes. I do them as a group. So you can just join a group class or you can do individual where I am like helping you personally, making sure you're breathing a certain way. doesn't matter either way. Yeah. And you also, I know you also do retreats. I've spoken mm-hmm. at a few of your retreats and, and, you know, you'll gather a group of 20 plus women and do it all in the same room together. Yeah. My first group right? class was that retreat you spoke at the last retreat you spoke at. That was the first one oh, I okay. did a large group. And there was 30 of us in that oh, group. Wow. And I thought, how is this going to go? Right? Like people are yeah. to be super vulnerable. They have to like cry. Right. But everybody's laying on their mat. Everybody's eyes are closed. You are so focused on what you're doing that you just let it go. I'm not saying everybody can. Some people might not be able to. They might think that that's too many people or that might feel uncomfortable. But you get into it and once you feel safe, you just go for it. And nobody's even paying attention to what you're doing. And once one person starts crying out loud, it gives permission for everybody to do it, right? So everybody's (laughs) crying and holding their heart and holding their stomach and they're just crying as it is so amazing to be the person facilitating it that first one where there's 30 women laying on the floor crying and doing this together. I was like, Oh my goodness. I felt like I was allowed to be in this sacred space with them really where they were like really, truly showing who they were and what they needed and their, their vulnerability. It was incredible. So I still do that. Oh yeah. Just the level of trust. Yeah. Yes. So much trust. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm I'm on another retreat coming up. I'm going to do it. I'm speaking at a retreat of somebody else's coming up where I'm speaking and then doing a breathwork session for their group. And it's amazing. I love it. Yeah. That's so great. And so if somebody is just wants to, you know, I don't know if you can dip your toe into this or not. It sounds Mm -hmm. like it's, you know, you need to probably commit to like going through the, you know, otherwise you won't get the benefit of it. But you said that there's online resources that people can, if they don't want to work with a coach or go to a retreat, they can find resources to uh, learn how to do this? For sure. Yeah, right. So they can just buy a class, right? So right now my class is online. They can either join a class, but if they just want to do one, they can just buy a pre-recorded class either that I have or somebody else has. And they can just buy it and do it in the comfort of their own home. And then they can dip their toe into it. And then they can Mm -hmm. see how far they want to go. 
And because the facilitator, so someone like me, guides you through why you're, okay, we're getting stronger now. Dig deep. You've got this, right? You are not alone doing this. They feel like, okay, I can do this. I'm safe. This is something I can do. Right. So they're not scared of the process. It's like the emotional gym. Uh, yes. <laughs> that is a good way to put it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Wow. So I'm curious, you kind of indicated that when when you're finished, that there's kind of a like a physical release. It's like a kind of a high. Can it also be exhausting mm -hmm. or is that not really part of it? Oh, no, it depends what is holding you back. Right. So, okay. so something might you might be so exhausted after and that's OK. Mm. Just recognizing that's what's happening to your body. You might be so angry. I've had a few people that have the anger. Wow. Is come up. They're so angry. That's OK, too, because that anger is what is being repressed down there. That's what's holding you back. That is in there. And we want that released. And so anything okay. is good. One person threw, threw up and she was like, oh, yeah, wow. yes, right. And I haven't had that before, but it has happened. She's not the only one, right? In other classes that's happened only because of she was really doing it, but she has a lot of trauma and it was just almost like, I've got to get this out. So it manifests wow. in a physical form. Mm-hmm. So there's anything you, you might just feel like, you know what? That one was nice. That felt really good. I felt really peaceful. Mm. I, I feel calm now. Anxiety. It's really great for depression, anxiety, because our anxiety rises. Right. And this, even though we're breathing so heavy, it actually takes our heart rate down in a different type of way to where you can actually heal and release things. And so that anxiety, you might come having like a lot of anxiety and leave just with so much peace that you're like, I love this because I feel so peaceful. Wow. Anything is right. So Roxanne, I know love for it. a lot of, a lot of treatments or a lot of, you know, things that people might try for healing. sometimes there's contraindications. There's, there's situations where it's like, this probably isn't good for you if, you know, X, Y, and Z, if there's certain things or have you found that there's certain people that maybe should do something different or should, you know, be careful about this. Have, have you experienced anything like that or have any, any well, suggestions? Of course, there? There's always the medical side of things, right? So someone who's pregnant should not do it because you don't want to change that pattern of the way your oxygen goes through your body because you are mm -hmm. oxygenating somebody else. So, so they wouldn't want to do that at the retreat. I did a second retreat. I was at one and I held a breathwork session there for these attendees. And generally you are laying uh, flat on the floor, like head flat. So your neck, can, like you can breathe really well, but the space that they had wasn't like that. So we had several people in the theater room, movie recliners, and then several on the floor. And so I thought, well, I don't know what's going to happen. This is new for me to do it this way. They still had totally powerful experiences, even though they were like someone's mom came to her and all these great things. People were bawling even in the chairs. And so it's interesting the way it works. And then there were a few, there was somebody there that that was pregnant. So I told her, no, you're going to use this as meditative. You're going to breathe through your nose, out through your mouth, or just through your nose, whatever. And you're going to take it in. But she said she, her experience being in a group like that, where everybody else was having this powerful experience, it actually brought her into her own powerful experience just by being a just the energy together. in the room. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty but cool. If somebody has medical problems, heart or something that like seizures, I would just tell them, pay attention to your body so that you can, if you need to take a few nose breaths here and there, do that. Just make sure, or don't go as deep. That's okay too. You're still going to have a, an, a good experience. Because it will stress the body. Like you have to be wise about that. Yeah, well, of course, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But even people that have 
you know, other, I mean, are there other things in terms of like trauma or mental health conditions or other kinds of things like that, where it'd be, it, you know, you'd want to be careful or cautious with this, or is this, is this something that's pretty safe to do with really any, any sort of mental health issue? It's really perfect for, for mental health issues yeah. because you are living in your head with all of this crazy heartache or thinking or patterns, or I don't know what to do. And so you're living way up there. And so this takes that lower so that you can release some of that. So you actually feel a little more calm and free. So it's very beneficial for somebody suffering with any sort of mental issue at the time. Yeah. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And really like, you know, breathing, you know, when, when people are, you know, car accidents or other things like that, like we're trying to get people to slow down and breathe. Like that's just instinctive. We want people to breathe so they can talk, breathe so that they can, you know, get their orientation. Like there's just, the breath is something instinctively I think we all turn to, mm-hmm. but this is obviously like taking it so much deeper and further. Mm-hmm. Well, this is people. so that you can heal and actually change. Right. Not just so, stabilize. Right. 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 This is that next level. Like I want to mm-hmm. feel different and I want to be different. I want to take yeah. action that's different. I want to change something. I want to change a habit, a pattern, uh, an addiction. I want to get through betrayal trauma. I no longer want to feel like I do right now. And yeah. this takes you in that really deep place. Well, it's cool because, you know, I'm, I'm working through a lot of my own shadow work stuff right now and doing a lot of reading on that and, and so on. And and I love this idea that this will put you in contact with your shadow in a way that maybe you wouldn't be able to, you know, with your own just thought process mm-hmm. or, you know, just worksheets or books or things like that. Like it really is going to put you in touch with it. Yeah. And Yeah. You think about the shadow work you're doing right now and you think about how far that's brought you, right? Mm-hmm. So then this, that next level is like 10 times deeper mm-hmm. and you can get that all done within an hour's time. And it's not even the full hours that we talk about the breath. We talk about why we're doing it. We do the songs. And then after the fact, if it's a group class or even individual, then you can talk about your experience and you can hear from other people or you can ask questions or validate the experience. And so you get all that done. You get that lower level. So if you have Mm -hmm. shadow work that you're working on, you could even take what you're working on right now that has shown up for you. And you can bring that as your intent for the class to get gain more clarity on that or what's still holding you back with that. And it'll drop you into that, like that 10 times deeper. Yeah. Like, so if you have like an idea of something that you're wanting to access or, or understand, then bring that in. And it's like, let's take the elevator down. We're going to go visit it. Let's do it. And it, I mean, yeah, you, you are like crying after you're like, oh my goodness, do I need to go anywhere? Like there's a lot to it, but you just are smiling. You're like, oh my goodness, I feel so much peace now. I love it. Wow. Do you notice that it affects your ability to breathe deeply just on an everyday level after like practicing and and doing these sessions so frequently? Yeah. The first time my stomach was almost sore because I'm not used to breathing through my belly like that. And so it's like stretching it. Right. So that's why you kind of take it 10% deeper as you go along so that it starts naturally stretching that muscle and so that you allow it to come in. I noticed also that I didn't want to allow the breath. I might have lifted my belly up, but I was still having a hard time bringing the air down. Yeah. Right? So I was yeah. doing the action of it. So it takes some practice over time, but I, my first experience was super powerful. And that's what brought me here. I was asking for clarity in my business of what was next. And it was immediate. My higher self was like, this is what you need to bring to your clients and to the people who listen to you. And I was like, Okay, just like everything else, right? The podcast or the book. I don't know anything about this, but I guess I'm going to. So I researched it and, <laughs> and did a course and got trained. So I love it. Wow. 
Yeah. So I'm guessing that you walk around now not sucking your belly in, right, Roxanne? Oh, it's a, it's a hard habit, honestly, to break because I do have that belief to do that. But I do consciously when I'm just around notice, okay, wait, I'm supposed to be breathing also through my belly. I'm not just supposed to be breathing chest. And so I do that a lot more. Well, admittedly, Roxanne, when you said that earlier in our conversation, I like had to consciously release my belly. Because <laughs> I'm like... I'm like, I think I'm holding mine in too. So like, I, right. I think that that's, I think you're right. I think whether it's a body image thing or we just kind of believe that like, I don't know, like you're right though, toddlers and little kids, like what's so adorable about them is that their little bellies are out all the time. I know, and they're just be like that? Right. They're just free and open and breathing and we touch their bellies a lot. They're just so yeah. adorable. I know. And that's like the one part we might feel the most ashamed about. So True. I think it has I love to do that. with pride and ego in a way, like our staff, yeah. like we lift our shoulders and we're walking like we're yeah. with this power, right? That And so we do that and then we're breathing in our chest, like puffing up your chest type of a deal, right? Mm-hmm. And that is, that's not helpful in our healing, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, the, mm-hmm. the Buddha, man, the Buddha's got a huge belly. Right. Yeah, exactly. To I think that. the Buddha knows. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, Roxanne, this is this has been so insightful. Jody, yeah. do you have other questions for Roxanne? Uh, no more questions. I'm just excited to try it. Yeah, I'm so curious. I'm yeah. going to totally try it. So, Roxanne, how can how can people find your work and give us some resources here? Okay, they can follow me on Instagram or on my website. It's the same name, so it's Roxanne Kennedy Granada. So, dot com for the website. Everything's on there. Breathwork is under coaching, so that's in that section, and the retreats okay. on there. If you want to attend that, there's one coming up. You can. You can go to that and you'll, you can experience one live together. So on those pages, you can uh, find what breathwork is. You can schedule a session. You can do one-on-one. You can do a group. You can buy the pre-recorded one. Awesome. Okay, great. That's awesome. So, yeah, all levels of access. That's super. Yeah. Roxanne, thanks for just introducing this to to us and our audience. I think yeah. it's, it's fascinating to like uncover another another resource for healing. So yeah. great. Yeah, it's really powerful. I'm so glad you guys wanted me to be on with you to share that because the more people that find it and use it, it'll just advance them in their healing. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much, Roxanne. Mm -hmm. Once again, you can find more information about Roxanne and the great work that she's doing on her website, RoxanneKennedyGranada.com. She's also very active on social media. And as always, I'll put links to those in the show notes. Thank you, Roxanne. It's always great to connect with you. And I love the work you're doing. And one thing I know about Roxanne is that she would definitely put her arm around each one of you and just say, what do you need? I'm here for you. Let's talk. And she's just so real, so authentic, so loving, and just really is a great cheerleader for helping people embrace healing and go through all the uncomfortable stuff so that they can feel better on the other side and just live a more fulfilling life. And she's just got so many gifts and she's just somebody who's deeply faithful and trusting and believing that good things will come your way. So just really appreciate you, Roxanne, and the great work that you're doing. And as always, I'd love to connect with all of you. Send me a message. Let me know what's working for you. Love to hear ideas about the podcast and feedback about episodes. And you can find out more information on my website, fromcrisis2connection.com. I've got online courses, past episodes of the podcast, and all kinds of resources to help you further along in your healing. Thanks for being here every single week. I love hearing from you, the feedback. I know it's changing lives. The guests that we have on here are just incredible. And I'm just so grateful for the wealth of resources and knowledge that they have. Have a great week, everyone. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode. 